Welcome to the Colorful Clipboard, where we discuss the building blocks of making dough in childcare. I'm Kate. And I'm Carrie. Welcome back to Colorful Clipboard. Carrie and I are so glad that you have joined us. Um, we are going to talk about getting prepared. What does that mean? What does that look like? Um, a lot of times as directors, you end up with things on your to-do list that is just not a monkey that you can delegate, right? So like, who do you give that responsibility to? Well, today it's for you. <laughs> so we are going to talk a little bit about monkey management, but it's really because this is one monkey that is, depending on the structure of your program is probably really hard for you to delegate. So Carrie, talk to me a little bit about emergency preparedness, plans, supplies, things we need to know. And why in the world are we talking about that in February? Well, we're talking about it in February, as you well know, even though she was not here when this happened, Kate was warm and cozy in Florida. Um, but a year ago, it, here, in, well, in much of Texas, but definitely where I was, we had what we call the snowpocalypse. Um, which all of our friends who live in parts of the world that get snow on a regular basis thought was ridiculous because we were like, oh my gosh, we've had snow and ice on the ground for like a week total all summer. Oh, I mean, all winter. Oh, how scary. Um, and I get that. Um, I was just talking to someone who was helping with me with the project and it was negative two degrees where he was and he was giving me grief about the fact that I was complaining that it was 42. Um, and so I get that. I get that if you, you know, grew up in, you know, Wisconsin or, you know, Iowa or whatever, and you think it's ridiculous that four days worth of snow crippled the state. I get that. Um, we don't have snow plows and also all of our plumbing is on exterior walls and is insulated to keep cold in um, as opposed to keep cold out. We're all about the air conditioning. We're not prepared for cold weather. And because of that, everybody, uh, you know, people all over the world heard, heard about our power grids crashing and people dying from carbon monoxide poisoning because they didn't know you couldn't use your, you know, your barbecue grill in the house um, without having an open window, which kind of defeated the purpose of having the barbecue <laughs> grill in the house to keep you warm. Um, we had all kinds of crazy things happen here. We had flooding because of pipes that burst because of the whole insulation thing. We had car accidents because nobody here knows how to drive in that. Um, and but, we have places. Okay, but, but even if you know how to drive in that, you're driving in that where there are snow plows, there's ice, there's de-icers. We just, we don't have any of that. So even people who know how to drive in that don't know how to drive in that because it's not something they really, truly experience. Yeah. Right. I, I have, mean, Kate grew up in Ohio, so she has some experience with this thing that I, I don't know, this white fluffy or hard stuff on the ground. Um so a lot of people had thought that they were um, prepared for emergencies because they were prepared for the typical emergencies we have here in Texas, which is wildfire, wildfire, yeah, wildfire, definitely. Um, if you're in the northern or uh, western part of the state, tornadoes. If you're in the southern, um, eastern part of the state, hurricanes, because we just have those, you know, oh, it's been a couple of years. Let's have one. Um, just schedule it like a dinner party. It'll be fine. Um, but all of Texas is wildfire area. So we're prepared for those things. 
we were not prepared <laughs> for centers having to close, not because of COVID, but because they flooded because all of the water, all of the pipes in their building burst while everybody was at home because the um, highway patrol said, stay home. So everybody was at home because it was a snow day. The kids were very excited, but the buildings then were flooded <laughs> and that became a problem. So we're just trying to help you guys not have that happen again <laughs> and to figure out how can you prepare for whatever emergencies are really likely and really not, you know, have a little bit in your head for the ones like a snowpocalypse that are unlikely to happen. All right. So <clears throat> we are telling people be prepared and we're telling them that <laughs> we're Girl Scouts. This of course, we're telling them to be prepared. <laughs> this is your monkey. Like you don't even really get to delegate it. But that doesn't mean that you can't research it. That doesn't mean that you can't go out and talk to professionals. And if you happen to have been a director across the state of Texas during last February, don't feel like, again, that you have to know everything. Go talk to contractors, talk to the fire state, fire department. You know, were there things that you could have done um, had you known, you know, like, so when you knew the weather was coming, because people knew it was going to get cold, people were were mentally prepared for that. Um, yes, it, it took a whole life of its own, literally, um, as it went. And so directors were not only dealing with their facilities, but then they were dealing with their kids' schools. <laughs> and so now their kids aren't in school. Yep. And their staff were having the same problems. So um, what started out as not very good got even worse um, over the course of the week. So um, and then there were some places who, because somebody had a pipe burst, were, you know, turning off the whole water to whole, you know, apartment complexes, building complexes. And so you may not have thought you had a pipe problem. And then they turn the water back on because, you know, you know, two buildings down the hair salon knew that they had a pipe problem. Well, all of a sudden you have a pipe problem that you didn't know you had because <laughs> um, everything had been turned off. So, so um, the first thing I'm going to say is that you probably already have some version of an emergency preparedness plan, right? Um, so here in Texas, we're required to have one. We submit it to licensing. So far as I can tell, they just are like, it's a check mark. And then they put it in a box somewhere. I don't think they do anything with it. Um, but you have to have one. Um, and the parents have to know you have one. Apparently, you don't have to tell them what it all is. They just have to know you have one, which is, I think, perhaps a problem. Um so we're suggesting that this is an excellent time to stop, pull it out and look at it um, because you may not have looked at it in a couple of years. I don't know about you, but I've had other things on my mind um, over the past couple of years. We got to stop talking about COVID all the time, but I can't help it. Um, so anyway, you take out your emergency plan and you look at it and you go, okay, based on where I am, what are the most likely emergencies? Is it likely that some stranger is going to come into your building with an AK-47? Probably not. It's probably not high on your list unless you are um, really near a VA center that does mental health care <laughs> or another place where you're going to have a lot of people who have a lot of access to guns and a lot of anger. <laughs> Child care centers are just not a place that people walk around with, with guns trying to shoot. Um, so not a huge likelihood. Is it likely that 
the police are going to be chasing someone through the area. And so you're going to need to lock your building down. I don't know. I don't know your neighborhood. But if the if you think that that's possible, one of the steps of your emergency preparedness plan needs to be once a year, you call your local fire department and your local police department um, substation and say, hi, we're here. We exist. We are a child care center. And if there is anybody who is running around a, needing to be chased, please let us know so we can lock down the building. Because if the fire, if the police department doesn't know you're there, they don't know to notify you when you need to lock down the building. So that should be part of your emergency preparedness plan, right? So are there any other like emergencies that involve humans being crazy that you think we should prepare for, Kate? Well, I mean, there's always um, custody issues. There's always mm. parents or relatives showing up drunk. Um, and those are things above and beyond a normal day to day, but um, may not necessarily fit into the traditional definition of emergency plans. But I think absolutely part of your emergency plan is what to do if someone comes up who seems to be impaired and wants to take a child out of your custody. I think that's a reasonable emergency preparedness element. And, you know, I teach people to, you know, have a code word and, you know, there's ways to deal with that. <laughs> um, but it needs to be in a plan and your staff need to know what the plan is. Because if they're supposed to do something, they need to know about that ahead of time. <laughs> it's kind of like um, just, you know, understanding first aid and emergency care. Um, you know, theoretically, you know, your staff can be injured at any point in time. They can slip, they can trip, they can fall, they can just randomly pass out. Um, they could have an allergy to something that you may or may not have known about. So, um, you know. <laughs> We are in a place where there is lots of potential for things that would be classified as emergencies. But let's let's keep going down the natural disaster component because okay. otherwise we could be here all night. Well, but I think it's important to remember that when do you call 911 when a staff member or child is injured or sick? That should be part of your disaster preparedness plan I, or emergency preparedness plan. So I agree that needs to be in there too. Okay, so then we've got things that are quote unquote natural disaster. And I'm putting the quotes because chemical spill is technically considered a natural disaster, but usually the chemicals were not made <laughs> naturally. Um, but chemical spills fall into that category. And so if you, like in West Texas, they had that fire of, I don't even know how many years ago. Um, and uh, it was like a fertilizer plant. So if, if there's a fertilizer plant. And if you're listening, she's talking about the town. Yeah. She's talking about the town of West. Yes. Not the location. So, um, however, in West Texas, there are lots of um, oil rigs and lots of opportunity that can happen from, you know, that scenario as well. So absolutely know what's around you. Are there fertilizer plants, paint plants? Um, Fireworks. Oh, yeah. I mean, any sort of any sort of plant. <laughs> Manufacturing. I mean, I don't know. Can can the Samsung plant that's near me blow up? I don't know. I, I have no idea. Um, so finding out a little bit about, um, what is manufactured in your area, um, because you might need to have plans for different types of chemicals being released in your area. 
But then we've got the pretty likely, we've got wildfire, right? Everywhere in Texas is wildfire zone. So what do you do if there's a wildfire? Well, presumably the fire department knows that you're there. And if they don't know, then that's a shame on you because you're supposed to be in communication with them (laughs) and let them know that you're there and that your building needs to be protected in case of wildfire. And if it's an evacuation that you'll need assistance in evacuating. Okay. So they need to know you're there. So make sure that they know. Then we've got our tornadoes. What do we need to, what do we, if we're looking at the plan, what what do we need to check on to see if we're up to date on hurricanes and tornadoes? Um, do we have sandbags? I would like to, you to have sandbags. I like sandbags. They make me happy. Because <laughs> um, I don't like buildings being flooded because that's a lot of loss of um, valuable equipment that I could, have saved by just having sandbags. (laughs) Um, But our emergency preparedness plan, first we have our shelter in place location at the school, right? And does that shelter in place place have an outlet? So you can plug in cell phones so that you can recharge them um, in case the cell phone or mobile phone you had with you loses charge because you have to have an emergency line to call people. Does is it stock? Is that uh, shelter in place place stocked with water and thing water snacks and things to keep kids comfortable? Or is each teacher going to be bringing a backpack from their classroom into the shelter in place location with things to keep kids fed, watered, and entertained? And what's really important and part of the reason that this is something that we give to you as the director is you need to check those regularly. It's not, oh yeah, we did that backpack a couple of years ago. <laughs> um, those but, goldfish will be nasty. Yeah, so make sure also that you, you know, I know it sounds old fashioned, but batteries and flashlights and, you know, even a, a battery operated radio. Do you have a place in your office where maybe you do have some phone batteries? that get charged regularly because, you know, again, you can't toss one of those in a backpack and leave it there for two years. It isn't going to have a charge. So, um, you know, so think about all of those things, make sure that your staff are aware of them too. And also if you're a program that does all electronic records, what are you going to do if the power is out in the building because of the storm, you're not going to have access to that computer. And people are like, well, but I'll have it on my tablet. What are you, how are you going to guarantee that you're going to be able to access it on your tablet? What if you didn't grab the tablet when you left your office. I, I I get that electronic records are great, but please people, once a month, just print out all of the emergency contacts for your clients and just put it in a paper inside of a Ziploc bag or something <laughs> that you will take with you when you're sheltering in place or when you're evacuating because of the wildfire. Have a printed out copy of the emergency contacts once a month. It will save your butt (laughs) in an emergency. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure I could have come up with a better way to say that, but that's what came (laughs) in my head. Um, because if there's no power in your building, normally, if there was no power in your building, you would call all the parents and have them come pick up their kids. But if there's a tornado on the ground in your area, please don't call the parents to come pick up their kids because you have no power in your building. 
So you have to have a flashlight. You probably have to have about 10 flashlights. <laughs> you probably, and you need to have things to keep the kids entertained or else that one kid who's a runner that we talked about, you know, a couple of weeks ago in, in, on the podcast is going to go running down the hallway. And then you're putting your staff at risk because they're chasing down the kid who's a runner and they're now in harm's way. You need to have things to keep the kids entertained in the shelter in place location. And you need to have water. And if you have infants, you need to have bottles and the bottles can just be water. You don't need to have formula. It's going to be an hour or two and a baby having a water bottle instead of a milk bottle for a couple of hours is not going to ruin their life. But a child crying nonstop for two hours because they're hungry might ruin yours. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we have talked about making sure that you have written plans, that you have contact information, that you understand the potential emergencies in your immediate area. So no, we did not cover everything you needed for a hurricane. We did not cover everything you needed for fire. We didn't cover everything you might need in, in a freeze situation or tornado situation. I want to hit on one, one thing with the freeze though. If you don't know how to turn the water off to your building, talk to all, talk to your parents, send out a message saying, can somebody please show me how to turn the water off at the street? You get something called a key. Doesn't look like a key. Don't worry about that. You get something called a key and have someone show you how to use the key to turn the water off. Because if you're not going to be going to school tomorrow because the weather is freezing and you know it's going to be a snow day, turn the water off before you leave your building <laughs> or as you leave your building. Absolutely. The other thing that would be really important is, and we've talked about your, your, your kids and families, um, it won't hurt you any to make sure that you have the same kind of thing for your staff. Um, also, do you have something in place to be able to reach your staff? Um, in that case, for example, and do you know which staff might be the closest to the building? Um, cause again, you never know, especially with wildfires, thunderstorms, you know, flooding, flooding, you know, um, you know, if you live 20 or 30 minutes and I know there were times, even though Carrie at one point in time, didn't really live geographically far from her centers, the weather could be very, very different in her Absolutely. compared to where the, especially her most north center, which I think was like, what, maybe five miles from you. Mm -hmm. um, very, very different types of weather. So um, knowing, do you have a staff person who literally lives across the street? Do you have somebody and do you know how to get a hold of them? And are they aware that they might have to be your eyes and ears? You know, again, something to ask, something to let them know, um, especially because if they move, yes, we would like to think our staff tell us these things, but let's be real. Doesn't always happen. <laughs> Yeah. And, and again, if you have a relationship with the other businesses in your area, if you're at home and it's nine o'clock and you see that there's a tornado that is touching down and it looks like right by your center, you can call the other businesses, business owners, business managers in that area and say, hey, are you down there? Do you know what's going on? So having that network that Kate and I keep talking about, you need to have a network. This is one of those reasons is because the emergency can happen while you're there, right? The hurricane can happen. The tornado can happen during your operating hours, but it can also happen at night or on the weekend. And I don't want you driving out 
in a tropical storm to check on your center. If there is a person who is already at the car, you know, the, the Napa auto parts, that's three doors down and he can just go walk over to your building. I had one of those. It was very helpful. (laughs) (laughs) That parts guy was great. Um, (laughs) All right. Use your network. Absolutely. So hopefully, again, we've given you a place to get started. You understand the importance of getting started on your emergency preparedness plan. Uh, Like I said, it is not, we did not give you everything you needed to know. So we did leave you with a little bit of homework and hopefully you won't terribly hate us, but we um, would love to, if you've got questions, uh, we'd love to to see pictures of your plans, pictures of your your, your to-go bags, whatever it might be. Um, and if you've come across something that was really great, again, share it with us. Hello at colorfulclipboard.com. And we look forward to talking to all y'all next week. Thank you for listening to Colorful Clipboards. Connect with us on social media at Colorful Clipboard or send us an email to hello at Colorful Clipboards. Send us your voicemail with your own questions and stories. If you want to keep learning with us, visit Texas Director, where we continue to have seminars, licensing programs, and more. This show has been made by me, Carrie Casey, and Kate Young with assistance from Hallie Casey and Marie Young. If you learned something today, share the show.